This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41 <laughs> Skate Punk is back, and it's not pop punk. It is skate punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the El. Elephant Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash concertweek to buy now. Hey, if this podcast sounds a little bit different, we're doing this from home again because Josh keeps forgetting to bring his mic back to the studio. Where he at, where he at, where he at, where he at. There he go, there he go, there he go, there he go. Folks, it's peanut butter podcast time and you're not gonna wanna skippy this one. This crunchy versus smooth face off is about to be nuts. This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today, Nicole, we're taking on a classic. This is a classic oh. debate. And this is one that we haven't touched in our first roughly year-ish of podcasting. I guess it's only been like 10 months or something. It feels like longer. I can't, I don't remember a time in my life when we didn't host this podcast. Exactly. It feels like it's been ingrained in my bloodstream or something and it's always been within me, you know? I think it is has Is that weird? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the Matrix downloaded this podcast into your brain while you were being harvested for battery energy for robots. That's how I feel all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Nicole, we're doing crunchy versus smooth peanut butter. Wow. I, I think I I think I know where you stand because you and I exist around <laughs> each other too much. One, I think we can safely say that we exist around each other too much, but we've mm-hmm. seen each other's peanut butter preferences in action. But I'll I'll, yes. I'll I'll let you I'll let you say it. What's what's your preference? Okay, so I love crunchy peanut butter a lot. Can I tell you why? Yeah, I think that's the whole point of this podcast. Okay, okay, I'm gonna tell you why. I love crunchy <laughs> peanut butter because it's like the perfect amount of smooth, delicious nut butter, and then it's that nice little crunch that reminds you you're eating a nut. And that's where I stand. But you're not eating a nut. You're, you're, yeah, <laughs> you are. You're eating a product that is made out of nuts. It's legumes, Nicole. No, actually, I hate the oh peanuts are legumes, God. people. Don't I know. I know. We've discussed this enough. Peanuts are not legumes. They're nuts. It's called a peanut. It's called nut butter. Like, peanut butter is closer to almond butter than it is to hummus but i guess our chickpeas legumes god one of us should read a book one day what's a book <laughs> i think it's like a podcast but like it kills trees oh then know. what's the point of it i yeah i think we should probably just burn all the books i, I think yeah, yeah. book burning book burning has gotten a negative connotation throughout history but i think you can view it as a positive thing it keeps you warm it, during the winter <laughs> is it good for the environment to burn books yeah, because if paper kills trees, you need to burn the paper so that stops killing. I think crunchy peanut butter spits in the face of God. He, here's why. Here's why. Here's why. why? I, think, I think nut butter, I think the point of it is you're taking a product that was once crunchy and then you are turning that into a smooth product by butterifying it. And I think that's the beauty of it. And I think crunchy peanut butter, it's, it's very hard to spread. 
right onto a sandwich. No, it's not. And I it's, I prefer it's actually no 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 no. Let me just stop you right there. It's not hard. It's the same exact consistency, except there's just little dots of nut in it. You're being I dramatic for no. You're being <laughs> extra right now, and I don't need you to be extra. I need you to be honest with yourself, me, and the listeners. What What's dramatic about saying crunchy peanut butter spits in the face of God? I, no, no, no. I, I don't think that's. That part, I don't think that's quite. Dr- <laughs> no, no, no. I don't care about that part at all. What I care about is you saying it's not as easy to spread. That is a lie, like a blatant lie. It's definitely not as easy to spread. You can debate. Yeah, you can no. debate, Nicole, how much I, I think. I think that crunchy peanut butter is life ruiningly difficult to spread. I think it, it actually deteriorates. It depends. I'm it depends. So what are we talking about? I'm so upset at okay. you right now. Are, are we talking? There's there is a myriad of different crunchy peanut butter consistencies and experiences out there. Maybe maybe I've only had extra crunchy peanut butter that's like cold coming out of the fridge or something. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's what I'm referring to. But either way, it's going to be harder to spread than smooth peanut butter. And I think that that, that we can agree on. And I think for no, me, peanut I, butter. I think that is. I think I think you're just lying to lie to make your stance stronger. <laughs> it's not easier or harder. It's the same exact consistency. It's just it has the addition of little bits. That's it. Yeah, those little those little bits are what makes the consistency harder to spread. Like that's a that's a huge difference. I'm about to go into. My, you see me pointing to my door. I'm about to go in my kitchen right now and give because I have two kinds of peanut butter because I'm a two peanut butter household. And I'm going to show you how it's literally the same exact thing. There might be a little bit of drag, like a minute, like what do you mean? Might be a little bit of it. Of course, there's going to be drag. A there's going to be there's drag. extra friction. The chunks are the friction that they get caught in the holes of the bread. And I'm a man who likes delicate bread, Nicole. Josh, I like delicate bread. Okay, maybe Josh, your bread's too delicate. The- the Maybe I'm too so strong. Sm- <laughs> this this <laughs> point you're trying to make is so false that it's making me angry. Like what? literally, I'm mad at you for the first time okay, during okay. this podcast. <laughs> Nicole, I don't want this. I don't want this to get in the way of our personal and professional relationship. <laughs> All right, like I, I just I need I need to get that out there. Uh, Tell me another. I'll, I'll reason drop this why credibility. Okay, 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 okay. It's a, <laughs> it's not as good in my smoothies. No, I I like to use peanut butter as an ingredient in things as well. And I think crunchy peanut butter is less dynamic than smooth peanut butter with that. I would rather, here's what I do, Nicole. I love peanuts. Peanuts are my favorite (laughs) food. I don't know about my favorite food. Peanuts are definitely the best nut. Like when people put out a, a tray of mixed party nuts, right? And you get like, the Brazil nuts and like the pecans and and the macadamias. I don't uh-huh. need that. I just want a, I just want a bowl of peanuts. Even like the <laughs> the red skin peanuts with the skin on. Oh, those, those are, are the great. best. Yeah. Oh my god, I love shelling peanuts at ball games. Peanuts are one of my favorite foods, and I love cooking with peanut butter. But what I do is I will keep smooth peanut butter and crunchy roasted peanuts separately. Mm-hmm. And if I want the crunch, I will add it myself. It's the reason. It's the same reason I buy unsalted butter. Same reason okay. I buy unsalted butter. I do not buy salted butter because I can control the salt levels. Yeah. So you're on my side. Yeah. When it comes to butter, I'm on your side, but not with peanut butter. Also, listen, I was actually talking about this with my fiance because he's like, you know, Josh is going to bring up smoothies. And I'm like, I do know he's going to bring up smoothies. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You prep. You prep 
for these podcasts with your fiance. You prep no, your arguments. He, no, no, no. Uh, well, let me tell you. So, like, he just wants to know what my schedule is and what I'm doing because he's curious about my life. So he asks me, like, hey, what are you going to debate later this week? And I tell him what I'm going to debate. And then he's like, ooh, what side are you on? And then, well, he also really likes peanut butter. And he's like, you know, Josh is going to rig up smoothies. I, I'm like, I know. And he's probably going to like try to get me to falter on that. But I'm not going to let it happen because smoothies are just one stop. Yes, Josh. Yes, I it's do. Like prep. Preparing, it's like preparing a witness for a deposition. Exactly. It's like, you know, he's going to bring up the fact that the glove was found in your car. Exactly. What is your response? Yeah, I was to say, what did he say to the smoothie point? I want to know. He said, yeah, he has a point. And I'm like, yeah, I know he has a point. <laughs> but a smoothie, but see, I'm not a smoothie drinker. I don't drink smoothies. I don't make smoothies. I don't, I don't do milkshakes. I like to do a cold pressed juice because that's the kind of girl I am. And I'm not putting peanuts through a juicer. So you can I have I was just smoothies. thinking about that. Can you make peanut juice? I think it would be peanut milk. In the canon of of nut milks, I think it would. But like be. fresh, but like fresh peanuts. Like I'm not talking about like roasted dry peanuts that we we typically like get. Like a have you, raw have you, peanut. Yeah, have you ever seen like a fresh like a have you ever had a fresh raw almond that's like still in the? It comes in like a oh, green yeah. husk. We call it chagalabadum in Farsi. Ah, what do you yeah, use we put it in? S- we put salt and lemon on it. It's like a snack. Ooh. Yeah, it's real good. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I love fresh almonds. I've never had a fresh peanut, though. I didn't even know that existed. Me neither. Does that even exist? It's got to exist. You ever have boiled peanuts? I've had boiled peanuts. Are, are those the peanuts at Five Guys? No, those are roasted <laughs> shell on peanuts. No, boiled peanuts. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Okay. It was funny. I boiled peanuts are, are really big in in the American South, but they're also a big like Vietnamese snack. And so I used to eat mm-hmm. them all the time. It looks like on, but that is like one of my absolute favorite snacks. So I think for me, I like to experience the whole panoply of peanut experiences out there. And so I like to keep my peanuts separate from the butter. That way I can incorporate it myself. But I understand that <laughs> peanut eaters are not monoliths. No. Peanut butter consumers are not. And that people Josh. have different reasons. They have different motivations. Josh, you know what my issue is? I love Laura Scudder's peanut butter, but their smooth peanut butter is a little crunchy. So what do I do about that? <laughs> Wait, Explain okay. That. I know exact. I know exactly what you're talking about with Laura Scudder's smooth peanut butter. I wouldn't call it crunchy. I'd say it's gritty. It's gritty, gritty. like the city of Phila- like the city of Philadelphia. It's a gritty peanut butter. But that is a good point. That like a lot of the new school peanut butters. And so I've been just dropping. I'm I'm not a very big baller. I don't <laughs> spend money on very many things. Nicole is always in the office being like, Josh, is this $900 bag that's on sale for $490 worth it? And I'm like, I don't, I would not pay $12 for that bag. I use free, I use free totes that I got from food events eight years ago. Um, So different values, but I went to the store recently uh, or I, I like ordered groceries for delivery mm-hmm. uh, and it was just like way more expensive than it normally was. I was like, man, that's, that's like 150 bucks for like, you know, four days worth of groceries. What am I buying? And then I realized I spent $65 on nut butter and ice cream. Um, oh, well, there you go. I, yeah, I'm a fancy boy when it comes to nut butters, but like my all-time go-to will always be Skippy Naturals. Mm-hmm. I know that. You leave your peanut butter spoon on the table often. That is something I do, and that is something that I'm working actively to correct going into 2021. <laughs> what happens is I make no, you're not. almost... <laughs> Stop. I already have too many goals. My main goal for 2021 isn't to like grow the channel or, you know, uh, increase the podcast reach. None of that. It's just to not lose a single receipt. That's my goal. That is my one work goal. Why are you Impossible. laughing? I can do it. 
I can because do it. I've started doing it because you have taught me to start losing my receipts, bro. <laughs> you have literally like gone into my brain and said, these things are important. These things are not. But it turns out all of them were important, Josh. I sent Javelin like a three paragraph Slack message apologizing sincerely for losing receipts. And I was like, I vow, Javelin, I vow going forward. I will not lose one single receipt. So help me God. Uh, and I plan on that. But anyways, back to nut butter. The point is the new school nut butters that are very fancy. Like there's a couple brands. Justin's is one of the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. They're kind of jumping on the bandwagon that Laura Scudder started with the natural movement. For sure. Um, I, I'm not the big Justin's fan. I think they do almond butter well. I don't like their peanut butter. Uh, but there's one called Wild Friends. It's got like Never a cute, heard little of it. Squ- cute little squirrel. Oh my God. Okay. They, make a, they make a peanut butter, um, which peanut butter to be peanut butter by definition has to be at least 90% peanuts by weight which is very cool. And so I don't know if they can legally call this peanut butter, but anyways, it's a chocolate and coconut oil peanut butter. <gasps> Yo, I've had Dude. Earth ba- Dude, the Earth Balance peanut butter, coconut butter. Oh my gosh. It's like my it's- favorite condiment <laughs> I, dude i agree and especially as someone who i i use peanut butter for smoothies a lot and i make uh, primarily peanut butter and banana sandwiches mm-hmm. that i think people heard me talk about i put in the microwave for eight seconds just to loosen up the peanut butter and get the bread a little bit softer mm-hmm. and it is one of my favorite treats in the world but this freaking wild friends chocolate coconut peanut butter holy crap But it is, it like walks that Laura Scudder's line between crunchy and smooth. It's by definition smooth because it doesn't have the added chunks of peanuts back into it, but it's gritty. So you you Mm -hmm. don't get that like pure kind of silken, very unnatural texture that you would get from Skippy Naturals. But it's also not, you know, kind of crunchy because when you make crunchy peanut butter, right, they're not just like stopping the process. They're literally folding chopped peanuts into the peanut butter. Maybe that's why I like it because it reminds me that I'm eating a nut product. Like maybe it's just that unnatural, smooth, silky smoothness where I'm like, oh, this is all hydrogenated oils mixed into this at like a high temperature that's causing it to be so smooth. Maybe that's like my block. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm Mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, But I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. I think there is something uh, to to the idea of a, <laughs> adult nut butters. Adult butters? Not, not like, like there, there are like adult no, no, no. nut butters. Adult butters. <laughs> just, you just call them an adult butters. 
I don't yes. like the idea of adult butter. Adult butter sounds like a a very cleverly marketed type of personal lubricant. Yes. You know, like it like it looks that like sticks joke. of butter. Like it that looks like joke. sticks of <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. I'm picking up what you're putting down, Joshi. Uh, but what I'm saying is like like you said, you like the crunchy peanut butter because it feels mm-hmm. more natural because it's connecting you to the whole nut product itself. Whereas like I, I don't think I could go to the store with a clear conscience and buy just like Peter Pan peanut butter. I mean, I could and I will, but like there's part of me that would be like, you should get the Laura Scudders because it's got less whatever additives that yeah. I think it's the same as like I wouldn't I couldn't go to a store and just get like Gogurt. That would feel very weird as an adult. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you have a 401k. You can't be out here eating gogurt. No, that's how I feel, I guess. It's like I've matured with my food. Yeah. But do you think that's fair? Should we just lean into the pleasure of adult butter? (laughs) Should we just lean into the So typically I'm a very hedonistic person and I act on my impulses and I've always been that way since I was a youth. You're such a Gemini. Sometimes you got to grow up, you know, and like you can't just do things for pleasure 24-7 because how do you know what pleasure is if you have pleasure all the time? You know, you got to know what uh, suffering is. So sometimes you got to get the, the, the gritty peanut butter to have the smooth, to have other smooth moments like Nutella. You know what I'm saying? That's actually, you know what the messed up part about that is? is you know that what I'm is, talking about? You understand? Yeah. Yeah. It's not even that I understand. It's that is the perfect type of argument to sway me. Like we've done, like we said, at least 10 years of this podcast <laughs> or so we imagine we have. Mm-hmm. And no like real logical argument do I seem to be able to comprehend. But when you start bringing stuff up like you can't know pleasure without pain. Therefore, you need to eat the gritty peanut butter to make the smooth Nutella taste better experientially, that's an argument that I can really get down with. Yeah. And I think I agree. Yeah, sometimes you need to 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 suffer to enjoy the good things in life. And let me tell you, the, the gritty peanut butter isn't bad necessarily, but again, it's that smooth, almost, almost illegal-tasting, skippy, jiff, <laughs> Peter Pan peanut butters. That make you feel like this is bad. Like I shouldn't be enjoying this as much as I should. You know what I mean? It's this weird psychological thing, I guess, for me. I no, I guess it's funny how much like almond butter has been co-opted by the like weird wellness food movement mm-hmm. where, you know, everyone's making the you throw it in your overnight oats, you put it on top of an sure. acai bowl or whatever. Yeah. And like I, I have no idea if almond butter is better for you than peanut butter. At all. I don't know. I guess, but the fact is that there were less like processed almond butters on the market. Mm-hmm. And so everyone got these gritty separated almond butters and it was like, mmm, healthy, tastes like sand, you know? But uh, what I'm saying is it depends what you want out of your peanut butter if you view it as utility food mm-hmm. or if you view it as like something you're eating for pleasure, mm-hmm. you know? And and I, I go back and forth between the two. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm just like, I'm busy. I need just like calories. I want some like fat and and fiber and whatever so like let's put a piece of peanut butter on or a, a scoop of peanut butter on some wheat bread fold it in my mouth and eat it or i'll put it in a protein shake but then sometimes i want a nice treat and so i put some marshmallow fluff and peanut butter on wonder bread and that's about the best tasting food i can imagine yeah i love fluffernutter sandwiches too <laughs> but i think i do like almond butter more than f- peanut butter 
the older that I've gotten, the more I've realized like the taste and the flavor of almond butter is like leaps and bounds better than peanut butter. Really? For me, at least. I love almond butter. Well, also, I don't know. I feel like I'm around people that have peanut allergies. So I'm like trying to be considerate. Uh, 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 uh. And so the cookie crumbles. Nicole's coming at this from a biased perspective. She's trying to sustain life. She doesn't want to kill her friends. So she, no, I I don't think one of the most disappointing moments of my life, that's dramatic. Why do I say so many dramatic things? But they were doing a GMM episode that was like, you know, some sort of nut butter taste test. And I think I was like alone in the office and they just had like, 14 different kind of nut butters just like sitting out in the kitchen and there was mm-hmm. brazil nut butter there was pistachio butter there was all this stuff and i was like oh my god what a treasure trove i'm gonna take all these home i'm gonna put it in mm-hmm. my smoothies i'm gonna make nut butter sandwiches and every single one i tasted was freaking disgusting it was vile abs- huh? yeah and they like don't even have like a lot of nuts don't seem to have the consistency to be able to be ground and stored like that like there's just way too much oil per fiber that doesn't get it to blend like that um, or like the Brazil nut one is just so, so, so bitter. Yeah. Have you had any like alt nut product <laughs> other than almond butter that competes? Yeah. I've had pistachio butter before, but again, I think it was fortified with like powdered sugar and like a bunch mm-hmm, of different mm-hmm. like like guar gums and xanthan gums to help it come together. But I've never had like straight nut butter without any additive in it the way that you're talking about. Yeah, it's gross. It just made me appreciate peanut butter so much more. Like even the natural stuff, like Laura Scudder's, it just made me like appreciate it as (laughs) a treat in and of itself. Josh, do you want to know something interesting? Uh, Yes. About what your peanut butter preference says about you? Yeah, wait, you're talking about the, it was a survey that was done from from Peanut Butter & Co., right? Uh, yes. I'm fascinated. I'll go ahead and say what this says. So a survey conducted by one poll on behalf of natural food brands, Peanut Butter Co. says that a smooth, that smooth has, well, whatever, this is stupid. Uh, Smooth peanut butter eaters are more introverted, more likely to avoid confrontation, like to arrive to work early, most likely to prefer (laughs) to stay in on a Saturday night, most likely to be rational with love. Fans of the Big Bang Theory and <laughs> likely to bail on plans. Now, crunchy peanut butter eaters are more extroverted, more likely to arrive late, most satisfied in their love lives, more gore or goal oriented, fans of Game of Thrones, more likely to compete in chess tournaments, and more confident. <laughs> so, this funny? is just like th- that survey, and this is based on like actual data from respondents, but yes. I think. Like, there is a slight majority of people, like, I think 61% or so of America prefers smooth peanut butter and then, like, 39 crunchy. But all that said is, like, smooth peanut butter lovers are lame and kind of dull and basic. Crunchy peanut butter lovers are just, like, out there experiencing everything life has (laughs) to offer. And I don't agree with that. I don't, I I, I believe in the data, Nicole. I believe in science. I'll take the vaccine as soon as it's out. But all I'm saying is I feel, (laughs) I feel like, Crunchy peanut butter lovers need to seek the joy in smooth peanut butter more. I think they need to to really love its monotexture for what it is. I think, you know what this is? I got soft teeth. I got soft teeth. That's all it is. I don't. Oh, really? Anytime- I didn't know that. <laughs> like he was like, oh, the guy who, who mushes his bananas into a paste before he eats them. Of course he likes smooth peanut butter. No, but I don't, you know, I don't think you always need textural contrast to obstruct food. I love leaning into the smoothness of peanut butter, but I do respect your opinion 
<laughs> of inflicting pain deliberately on yourself. I'm acting like people put thumbtacks in peanut butter and it's not just a delightful crunch. Yeah, you're being so dramatic. I feel like it's because you are like you see yourself as the peanut butter czar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For some reason, you feel like responsible cuz cuz you consume so much of it. I feel like you like have some sort of like harbored emotions deeply with it and I'm just a damn mm-hmm. peanut fan. <laughs> just a casual peanut fan. I bought a large tub of peanut butter, one of the big 32 ounces, you know, and I was like, this is going to hold me over for a while. And I meant to get smooth and it was skippy natural and I accidentally got crunchy. That thing has lasted me months because I do not want to eat it. There is like, there's never a time in which I actively want crunchy over smooth. I've made a couple sandwiches with it. I put it in smoothies. It just makes it gritty. It is not something I want to eat. And it's, and it sucks. Maybe I wish, Nicole, I wish that I could experience the joys of crunchy peanut butter. I want the relationship that you have with your peanut butter. Do you ever stand in front of the refrigerator and eat spoonfuls of peanut butter? Wait, you you refrigerate your peanut butter? Sometimes. <laughs> or do you just grab the peanut butter out of the cupboard, then go open the fridge <laughs> so it just for, blows for cold air? Source, for a light source. Uh, I, I do refrigerate my peanut butter, but I don't like the fact that I refrigerate my peanut butter. I, I live refriger- with my parents, and my parents <laughs> want to refrigerate it, okay? When I'm in my own house and in my own cupboard, I'm going to put it in the darn cupboard. But for now, i got to adhere to Morris and Shala's rules of the house. And it makes me upset, but there is nothing I can do about it. Someone go break Nicole out of her self-imposed prison. I'm leaving soon, hopefully. <laughs> I, uh, I, I need a wine cellar. I need a wine cellar for my peanut butter. Here, what, what we've learned, what we've learned from this is that peanut butter, peanut butter experience, it is deeply preferential. I don't think there's any virtue in crunchy or smooth peanut butter. I'm kind of fascinated by the survey results uh, that indicate that smooth peanut butters like myself are just absolute lamos who don't leave the house and they shut themselves in. You like Big Bang Theory. I love Big Bang Theory. People are such haters. I love that show. Sheldon, great character. Bazinga, indeed. Uh, you know, I, I want a wine cellar kept at exactly 56 degrees to keep my peanut butter in because the cupboard's too warm and the fridge is too cold. But I think all that signifies is that this is all deeply personal and that you should love yourself for the peanut butter inside your own heart. And that, Nicole, that's the true crunchy. I think I just had a stroke. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the universe. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Opinions. Are Like Casseroles. (laughs) 
What was that? Was it some found footage horror movie? Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those. <laughs> All right. At Action Gordon says, Brioche is only good for French toast. Keep it away from my burgers. I think at some point, brioche, it, it's like aioli, where the term mm-hmm. stopped meaning what it actually is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because like brioche is like almost uh, like it's kind of a hybrid between pastry and bread, supposedly in like the French canon. Uh, and it's supposed to be like kind of, you know, this very crusty, heavily egg washed exterior and then uh, kind of bready, airy, but, you know, slightly like almost dense and, and dry, uh, but incredibly buttery center. But now I feel like when people call a hamburger bun brioche, it just kind of means like we put a bunch of butter in a standard white bread dough. Any burger bun that is listed as brioche, mm-hmm. I tend to like, but I would I challenge whether it actually is brioche. Well, whatever a brioche bun is, I like it on my burgers. So I don't think it's only reserved for French toast. I think it's a beautiful sandwich bread. I think it's a beautiful standalone bread. I think it's great on burgers, on anything else. I think it became a class issue. <laughs> and I'm serious. Oh. Like we we had we had the fancy burger movement, right? In mm-hmm. like the er- the early 2010s where, you know, umami burger and started charging like 15 bucks for a burger and they put all these fancy ingredients on it. And then now you have this extreme reaction to the other side where people are like, McDonald's is as good as it ever got. And you got people making $4 smash burgers on squishy white buns. And so I think the anti-brioche movement has some 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 class implications, whether it's legitimate or not. I love smash burgers. Yeah, I just, eh, it's hard, they're hard to do. John underscore 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 Harrington says, spaghetti is the best way to eat chili. What? Like a bed of spaghetti? <laughs> yeah, dude, Cinci- Cincinnati style, baby. You never had chili spaghetti? No, I've never I've never been to Cincinnati. What am I going to do in Cincinnati? <laughs> what do you mean? So you can go catch a Reds game. You can go catch a Bengals game. You can go catch a Bearcats game. That's all I know about Cincinnati. I don't know they anything are- <laughs> about sports. Come on, man. Uh, they probably have like bridges in Cincinnati. No, but that's that's a big that's a big Cincinnati thing. You put the skyline chili with all the shredded um, yellow cheese on top of spaghetti. You know what that pretty much is? I've seen photos of it. I've, I know what it is, but like I've never had it before, but I have had pulled pork on top of spaghetti and that's good yeah north carolina barbecue spaghetti that is really fire yeah. chili like american chili with spaghetti especially with how like kind of sweet and cinnamony the cincinnati style mm-hmm. chili is is really really similar to filipino spaghetti i love filipino i just realized spaghetti. god i want filipino spaghetti right now with the shredded american cheese on top and especially with the hot dogs in the sauce and all the ketchup yeah it's god. so good my favorite way to eat chili though is called a chili size have you ever heard of a okay. chili size? Never have I ever. It's just a, a bed of a, a hamburger bun or some similar roll, and then you just cover it in chili. So it's like uh. the, the the crouton on top of soup à l'oignon. It's like that, except it's just wet bread underneath a bowl of chili. That, to me, is the best way to eat chili. I love fat-soaked bread. <laughs> me t- like, What's the term for, for the lavash under, under kebab? So it's a euphemism. Nunzita Kababi means uh, the girl who. So there's a girl who's getting married, and the younger sibling is the is the Nunzita Kababi, which is the delicious, luscious part under the kabob. <laughs> I I don't necessarily agree with metaphors that uh, involve consuming women, but I do think that that is a very powerful one. Yes. All right, we got. I am Tim Jarrett. Flaming Hot Cheetos taste better when they're stale. They get a popcorn-like texture, too. I know exactly what he's talking about. Horrible, horrible, horrible. Yeah, I vehemently disagree, but I think there are foods that do taste better 
when they're stale and when they've let sit out. Like my favorite thing, the best dessert in the world is you just let a buttercream sit out at room temp in the open air for about eight hours. (laughs) And it gets the the crusty on it. That's my favorite thing. I know exactly what you're like, like the crackling top Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, on top mm -hmm. of buttercream. You know what my favorite is? Raw cookie dough, but it's room temp. (laughs) Raw room temp cookie dough is my favorite thing. You gotta let it. You gotta let it just kind of air dry for a couple. You have to hours. let it weep. No, you have to let it weep a little bit, and then it also. Oh, you like the up. sweaty? I like it a little sweaty, and then it also has like a weird, like crystallized top on it too, because of the air hitting the sugar. So I'm in the same ballpark as you, but I like mine to be cookie dough. Yeah, yeah. I think we get where Tim Jarrett is coming from on the idea of letting <laughs> letting foods age in the open air until they're a little stale. Yeah. But I don't agree with Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Also, it takes a while for Flamin' Hot Cheetos to get stale. Who can have a bag of Flamin' Hot Cheetos for that long? No. Oh, my gosh. I can clean that <laughs> stuff up in like a day, like a minute. <laughs> okay. Sarah10892 says, cold pizza taco. The pizza is the shell. Uh... So you so so you out here putting taco stuff in a pizza and folding it up like a like a taco. Okay, my, I mean that's not my kind of thing, but whatever. Here, why cold? Why cold? You could, you could heat the pizza up. It would fold a lot easier if you heated it up. I don't agree. I don't. I'm not a huge cold pizza fan. I know it's not why. Something I because enjoy. I know why they're doing this. It's because the way that the sauce and the cheese melt into one amorphous being with the mm. bread creates a level of like cheesy sauciness for them. I understand. I understand this. It took me a while, <laughs> but after decoding it in my brain for like 15 seconds, I know where you're coming from. I love cold pizza, so this makes sense to me. No, nah, I. Well, you know what? I. I I have just been eating a lot of cold lasagna straight out of the pan recently, and I think I'm starting to understand the cold pizza appeal. My life is really exciting right now. Same. All right, Danny Gents, salsa mixed with cottage cheese as a dip. I love it. Do you remember when Pete Buttigieg during the, I think it was Pete Buttigieg during during the primaries, talked about salsa ranch? No, I don't. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't Apparently, it's... So Buttigieg, he's from he's from Indiana. Go Hoosiers! Um, but he talked about salsa ranch, which is apparently a popular Midwestern condiment, and restaurants will serve it where they just mix ranch with salsa. And I, that's one of my favorite things. It's something creamy mixed with something spicy. It's basically <laughs> hot sauce mayonnaise, um, but salsa ranch. However, cottage cheese to me, I don't think it's bad. I just I don't want the chunks. Much like I don't want crunchy peanut butter. I want my peanut butter smooth. But I respect people who like it crunchy. I want smooth salsa ranch, not salsa cottage cheese. Yeah, the salsa and the cottage cheese, just too many textures going on. It wouldn't work for me. But yeah, if it yeah, was cream agree. cheese and salsa, that's a different story. I love I love this, uh, especially like all those tasty videos really seem to kick off an entire generation that just blends oh like cream cheese with various things and then bakes it and calls it whatever food dip like the buffalo yes. chicken dip uh-huh. yes yeah and i'd i'd crap on it if it wasn't all so delicious i know cream cheese is like the great equalizer of food <laughs> uh <laughs> cassidy gogo <laughs> the only proper way to pronounce fusilli is fun silly 
Okay, I'm going to psychoanalyze you right now, okay? So you, when you were a kid, your parent put a plate of pasta in front of you. And then they're like, you're like, what kind of pasta is this? And then the parent was like, oh, honey, it's fusilli. And you're like, fun silly. And then the parent was like, oh, yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think I think Cassidy has a, probably a great relationship with their parents or a terrible yes. one, in which case I'm going to feel really bad. This reminds me, my my brother, there's like, urban legend in my family that when my brother once when he was a small child uh was sick he was demanding soup but he couldn't pronounce soup so he said poop toop and it was a specific brand of progresso uh the progresso chicken noodle soup and like from then on throughout my entire childhood the progresso chicken noodle soup was called poop toop Oh, uh, and cute. so, yeah, yeah, it's, oh, it's fun dad stuff. It's fun dad stuff. Fun silly is fun dad stuff. It's not the only proper way to pronounce it, but it's a fun dad way to pronounce it. And that's what's important. Yes. Agreed. All right. We got coop.spamo. Sweet onion is the most underrated Subway sauce. I agree with that. Oh, my God. I, I love sweet onion. It When the sweet onion chicken teriyaki came out, that was an absolute game changer at the subway i had a buddy chad he used to order it cold all the time and i used to have to watch him every time at the subway when he was like don't put the chicken in the microwave and they're like why not and he was like i want it cold and they're like i don't know if we can serve it to you cold and he was like just do it just give it to me but anyways the sweet onion sauce um people just found out that that they love sugar on their food Mm -hmm. and that's basically just like pouring simple syrup on your sandwich and it makes it really (laughs) delicious I love sweet onion sauce. I was a Subway girl when I would go. So my school when I was growing up was right next to this bump in street called Beverly Drive. So you would go in like your school, school like gym uniform and you would walk to Beverly Drive. Okay. And it was really cool. And everyone would like go to different places. There was like a Chipotle. There was a sand side. There was a pizza place, whatever. I would be a Subway girl and I would go and I would get my tuna sandwich on wheat bread the center pulled out everything on there extra pepperoncinis wait i'm not done sorry you would have them you would have them hollow out the bread for you of course i would i was conscious (laughs) about my weight at a young age and then (laughs) (laughs) let's unpack that (laughs) and then i would put sweet onion sauce and then i put southwest sauce and then i would put salt and pepper and oregano on it and that was my sandwich tuna sweet onion pepperoncini sandwich was my sandwich of choice (laughs) It was That's a so damn funny. Good sandwich. I I always went oven roasted chicken breast. I used to get a Subway foot long almost every day senior year of high school because mm-hmm. the Subway was like the closest restaurant to my high school and five bucks you get like 800 calories of lots of nutrition and all that. So I'd get their oven roasted chicken breast, which is terrible to be clear. They put fake grill marks on an <laughs> oven roasted chicken breast, which is my favorite thing. It's either that or they're implying they're just roasting it directly on the oven rack, which would be insane. <laughs> Yeah. But anyways, they put the fake grill marks on it, uh, but I would get the Southwest sauce and the mustard. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that is my Subway economy of choice. But Sweet Onion, I do believe, is the most underrated. All right. Last one. Ginny Smith 17, breakfast sausage needs to be infused with syrup and dipped in syrup. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just overkill. It's one or the other. You know what I want? I want <laughs> like the way that pickles are packed in brine. I want to <laughs> get sausage. I want to get sausage links that are cooked and they come like packed in maple syrup like brine. Like, preserve, like preserved in amber. Yes. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Or like, you know, the way sardines come preserved in oil like that. I want that, but with syrup and sausage. Why doesn't that exist? We should make that, that product. Sounds yeah. gross. Josh, you know what? You live your truth. We're lo- no, 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 no. Nicole, we, we one, we're in America. All right, 
people want to infuse their sausage with syrup and then dip it in syrup and have that preserved in a brine of syrup. That's their God-given right. And I respect that. And I think we're the people that need to give it to them. I think that should be the first. We're always looking for like, what's what's going to be the first mythical food product to hit the market? And for me, for my money, Nicole, that's that's maple syrup sausage pickles. No, Josh, that literally sounds so revolting to me to have sausage just out in the open preserved in maple syrup. No, that's awesome. Then you don't have to refrigerate your sausage. You don't you don't <laughs> you don't use as much fridge space on your sausage because you, you can just keep about? it in the cabinet. Uh, I think we're going to uh, kill people with botulism. Yeah, this is, I think so too. They're going to use this podcast as evidence in an upcoming uh, um, mass tort case. Well, on that note, thank you for listening to A Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions Are Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at MythicalChef or nhendizade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you next time. Bye! Bye, y'all!